I remember just thinking, um, I don't want to live anymore. When I was like, you know, 17, 18 is when I first started drinking. I remember I told my mom and dad for the last time, like, hey, I need help. And I actually mean it this time. That's for those of you listening, whether you're a resident in the program, whether you're a family member, a current or a future supporter. But life today is good. When I was seeing it work in other people as well as myself, something just changed. I've got a little over five years of sobriety. This is the Hope Dealers Podcast. All right. Well, welcome back to the Hope Dealers Podcast. Good morning to everybody. It's Thursday morning here in Oklahoma City. And thank you all so much for joining us for another wonderful episode. Um, we apologize for missing last week. Our entire team was actually on an all-staff retreat. So there was uh, just no way to get an episode in because we were in the middle of retreating and making, uh, you know, in some ways, looking for ways to make this better. But uh, today is a very, very special episode. We've got a wonderful guest here. And if you're wondering why I'm giving him such a good uh good lead up here it's because it's my boss joining with us mr chris vasquez the creative director of hope is alive how are you sir i'm great sean how are you i'm awesome thank you so much for doing this man of course yeah for those of you who don't know uh chris is like i said he's the creative director here at hope is alive he's who i report to daily um Mm -hmm. sometimes too much during the day if you're if you're (laughs) asking him but uh chris um you are not a drug addict Correct. <laughs> You're not an alcoholic. <laughs> Correct. Um, but yet you work here for Hope is Alive and mm-hmm. you've worked here for the past year? A year, yeah. Um, that January 31st was my first day last year. Gotcha. <clears throat> I remember that. Chris actually started while I was at home sick. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being kind of weird having to meet my boss, someone who I knew I was going to be working a lot with. I met him over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And then I think the day that they opened the office back up that I could, or that I could finally come in, then we had horrible weather. Yeah. So it was like two full weeks before we got to actually work together. Right. For yeah. real. <laughs> but, uh, but so it's been a year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is. It's gone by fast in some ways and seems like a long time in, in other sure. ways. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we stay so busy around here and move so quick that after you, after it's been a year, I think you'll agree. Like once you've done all the events, you've gone through, you know, that whole process, you kind of feel like a surly vet after mm-hmm. a while. It's like, <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah. yeah, we've got inspiring lunch coming up. I've been there. I've done that. You know, yep, absolutely. Um, but before we get into your background a little bit, you know, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about what your role, you know, what your role entails here sure. and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, as you said, creative director. Yes. Um, my main role is, is um, just making sure that all of the, the tasks, all of the requests, all of the projects are staying on, on course or staying in, um, you know, within our deadlines and um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, time management stuff going on. Yes, for sure. For sure. And today or yesterday was a big day for Hope is Alive because we celebrated 10 years. 10 years. As an organization that is just so amazing. Still saying it out loud doesn't sound real. It's awesome. It Um, is amazing. But I bring that up not just because of the great accomplishment, but because that's an example of something that our team was heavily involved in behind the scenes. Absolutely. Um, And so just talk about that a little bit, if you would, just kind of what it's like to be behind the scenes here at Help Us Alive. You know, I know everyone hears me talking about doing events and stuff, but just kind of a day to day of what something like that looks like. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, we'll we'll meet and kind of discuss what uh, what all we need to get done, all the pieces to the project that we'll have to 
either track down or create ourselves. Yes. And, uh, and so once we have a direction, we just, I feel like we hit the ground running and, and, um, you know, start collecting photos, videos, um, something cool we've been doing more of lately is getting the selfie style videos from people, having yeah. them, having them submit videos to us that we can yeah. assemble into something that has a really, uh, kind of a personal feel yeah more so than something recorded in a more studio real. yeah which is ironic that you know in july we move over to this beautiful new office uh-huh. with this studio that we're now shooting a podcast in and not to say that we don't ever still shoot in here because no believe me time. we do <laughs> yeah. but it is funny how the more and more you do things and the prettier you make things sometimes mm-hmm. you feel that the the more raw it looks the more real it feels yeah yeah it's like lance says all the time is we make this look attractive. We make it look, you know, pretty. And so right. sometimes the more real yeah. uh, effect Absolutely. comes off better. Yeah. So like I mentioned, you know, Chris does not come from addiction, does not, he's not in recovery. Um, but you've got a background in ministry. And part of the reason I wanted to have you on here today and for our listeners to get to know you is because, you know, I think all but I mean, there's about 60 of us on staff. So let's say that all but like four or five have mm-hmm. gone through the program are going through the program. Um, but the bigger we get, yeah. you know, we kind of have to start resourcing out for certain individuals like yourself. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit about your background in ministry and what led you to making the change to come to Hope is Alive. Okay. Um, man. So I've, like you said, I've, I've been in ministry um, quite a while. I've done everything from lead worship, being a worship leader at, at several churches. Um, and then where in my last role, I was creative director for a church in Norman and I was, I did that for about 10 years. And so, um, it was, it was the church we attended. And so it was, um, Oh, that works out. It it works out in some ways and it it makes it difficult in other ways. Sure. Um, you know, you know how it is always knowing kind of everything going on behind the scenes. Um, Yeah. But it was, it, it was just great. Like, you know, there for 10 years, it, it couldn't have been too bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to use, um, you know, the abilities and the talents that, that God blessed me with. Sure. Um, you know, to, to make weekly videos, make all the graphics, all the sermon branding, um, a <clears throat> little bit over, of, of uh, like the, social media. Yeah. So you did that for mm-hmm. your last gig for about 10 years yep. as the creative director. And then all of a sudden, you know, God, I'm guessing pulls a calling on your heart to do something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, just kind of started feeling a sense of, you know, what is, what's next. And, right. and I, in the 10 years that I had been there, we actually, we attended longer than 10 years, but that's when I was on, right. on staff there. But, um, just, you know, never in that time did I really seriously consider, you know, what's next. Um, but I just kind of started feeling that, that urging, um, you know, when, when my kids were, we have two boys, twins, they're 14 now they were born. They're twins, but they're not identical twins. They're not. No, they're fraternal. They're quite different. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I remember when Chris first told me he had twins and I was like, Oh, awesome. Let me see a picture. And I was Uh like, that is not okay. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're totally different. But, um, the cool thing about working where I did when they were born is I had, I had so much flexibility. I was able to be with them. I was able to bring them with me if I needed to. Okay. And so, the benefit of that, um, you know, I say all the time, 
God blessing me with that position at that time, it allowed me to raise my kids instead of, you know, having to dump them off every day someplace. Um, and so that, you know, it, it, it was, that's a a benefit that can't be measured in, you know, money or or anything like that. Yeah. Anyway, as they continue to grow and get older, um, that became less of a, a necessity became less of a, a benefit. And so, yeah, like I said earlier, started feeling just the, you know, the beginnings of what's next. Am I going to be here another 10 years? Is God moving me on to somewhere else? And so, um, you know, I did kind of start looking around. I applied at a few other places that had, um, graphic design, um, postings and my sister-in-law actually, um, randomly texted me, uh, or a, a, a job posting at hope is alive. Okay. And I said, what is hope is alive? (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, got on the website and immediately felt like this is an incredible situation. It's an incredible ministry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a church, but it's still a ministry. And, and, you know, that honestly had a bit of an appeal to me, like not immediately going and working in another church. Sure. Yeah. It's like, it's in the same <laughs> for sure know, field, but it's definitely yeah. something new. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so I actually applied for graphic, a graphic design position and, um, Scott contacted me a few weeks later and then it, it was over Christmas. And so didn't hear anything for quite a while. And honestly, I kind of thought, well, you know, that's probably that. I guess that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, Anyway, got a, got another call and interviewed several times and everything just fell into place. And I, you know, it, I, I've told you in one of our meetings one time, it, it feels, or it seems like kind of just random, but, um, you know, the, the longer that I've been here now hitting a year, it, it is totally, it was totally a God thing. I, I completely feel like I was brought here for a reason, yeah, for a purpose. And, um, and so hopefully I'm able to fill out that purpose, whatever that is. For sure. But you said you applied uh, for a graphic design position. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm guessing just through your conversations with Scott and Lance, the need was more. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Just, I guess, experience or just different skills that I've worked on. So, I mean, yeah, I remember I've said on here a ton, you know, I've worked here for over three years now and there Mm -hmm. was a time when the media marketing team was me and Lance, um, (laughs) you know, just meeting once a week and then, you know, but Lance overseeing as much as he does here, um, it got so difficult. Um, and I, I, for, I feel like for a year, maybe two years, Mm -hmm. um, the need was a creative director. Mm-hmm. And someone to really, you know, oversee this team, help build this team and really get it to where it could go, you know. And when I started, I had a little experience in audio visual. Um, all the rest of it, I was just kind of learning as I went. Yeah. So I will say that having you come in was a godsend. Um, and there's still so many instances that pop up where I tell people, I'm like, oh, thank goodness I have a creative director now. This is <laughs> so much easier, so much better. Um, but we also just, I feel like, you know, our whole team, cause there are uh, four of us now, um, we just have a, a really good working relationship. Sure. And there's a good, you know, Robert and I have talked about this, how everybody can really jump in and do each other's jobs if they yeah. need to. Yeah. Everybody, everyone on the team is very, multifaceted, multi-skilled, multi-talented. And it's, it's cool to everybody being able to kind of 
help with different things, have their input on different things. Um, all, you know, on the same projects. It's, it's a really good team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, one thing I've always wondered, and you and I have talked a little bit about it, but I think our listeners, you know, who are so used to every week hearing us speak to those who have walked through addiction and are now living their best lives possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you, like you said, you didn't really know what Hope Was Alive was mm-hmm. whenever you got that link to apply. So as someone who doesn't have a ton of, I don't want to say expertise, but uh, just experience or knowledge yeah. and that kind of setting. What was it like coming into a place where, you know, not only our goal is to, you know, produce radical life change for people, but like meeting those people and just being in that kind of atmosphere. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, one of my first big introductions to Hope is Alive was uh, the all staff retreat in February. So, yeah. Uh, it was just a couple of weeks after I'd started. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> we were still getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I still remember being blown away by the level of excitement that everybody sitting around those tables had to be there, to be part of this team, to be on staff. And, um, and it was, it was contagious, you know, it, um, and it still is even, even now, even at this all last all staff retreat, anytime, anytime the entire staff gets together, it's a very, uh, excited energy. It's a very, you know, well, it's rare to get all of us in the same room. Yeah. Um, but I could tell coming in that, that everybody was here intentionally and that everybody loved it. And, yeah. and it, it, you know, as I've heard y'all say before, bleed, bleed, HIA red, bleed, HIA red. What is the number? Oh yeah. The hex code. You know so, the hex code. So the hex code that we use on the graphic design side for HIA red is <laughs> B three one Oh one two. There you go. I've been typing in that number on my keyboard for years now. So <laughs> I like to say that the media team that we all bleed B three one Oh one two. Yeah. Um, I remember asking you one time you just typed in, you have that memorized. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, hex. It's, it's funny. Those are the, the little things you don't think of. Sure. You know, I remember when I first started, um, I would, when I was designing something or putting, you know, obviously our colors being red, being Mm -hmm. the primary, I would just kind of like drag to a red. Yeah. All right. That looks good. Close enough. And I remember it was our previous graphic designer, Philip, who came in and he was looking at all this stuff I had made and he was like, all right, um, we need to pick a red (laughs) and stick to that red. And that was birthed B31012. There you go. I know our, listener, our listeners are loving hearing us uh, <laughs> nerd out about hex codes right Nobody's now. Nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't hit that 15 seconds forward button. I promise there's more coming. Um, so, you know, you said that the energy was contagious, mm-hmm. that you loved being around it. I mean, can you talk a little bit about your first event and just also seeing, you know, what this ministry was producing, you know, when you're hearing those stories from the residents who are mm-hmm. in the middle of it all in the yeah. middle of that journey, you know, what was that like? I think the, f- I guess the first major event was inspiring lunch. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we all kind of had, uh, we all had our tasks. We were all running and gunning, getting stuff done. Um, but I remember going into the studio with you and Lance and Robert and it was when we were filming, the videos for the lunch. Yeah. Deanna came in and filmed, um, you know, Brandon and his brother came Mm -hmm. in and filmed. Uh, And I think that was kind of one of the first moments that uh, it hit me just the, the weight of 
the weight of the responsibility of what not only Hope is Alive as a whole does, but what our team is responsible for doing, for telling stories, for, um, for being the, you know, outward facing first impressions a lot of times of Hope is Alive, whether that's through the website or the social media posts. Um, And dude, I just remember like, I started crying multiple times yeah. during the filming of those videos yeah. and then of the, the editing of it. I remember the, the, just some of the first times we showed it to people, just the, um, emotional weight that yeah. those powerful stories, um, carried and just that we were able to capture and tell those stories, you know, clearly with the, the help of the, the, the people that were telling them. But, um, but uh, yeah, I just remember the the power of that. And so even now I, I'm, I think back to that and so far, just one year in, I'm like, well, that's the standard. So how we, yes. you know, it's time to, time to move on and top that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's gotta be, you know, like you said, when you, like how you said, you realized the weight of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it kind of catches you off guard because again, you know, going back to what you said about what Lance always says is that sometimes we tend to make this look a little too pretty. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure when you meet someone like Deanna today, you meet her, she's like the sweetest, nicest girl yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. And then when you peel those layers back and you hear what she went through to get here, it's, I'm sure, you know, not being around that all, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I told Ari one time that what is incredible to me is that the people that I met when I came in here yeah. are not the people that they were. The, the people that they were don't exist anymore. Yeah. I didn't know you in addiction. I didn't know Deanna in addiction. I just know the person that you are today, the person that Robert is today. You know, th- those people don't exist to me. And so yeah. I think that's a cool way of looking at it as an outs- outsider or even for you guys to look at it. Sure. Um, it's like, the Bible says the, the old man is, is passed away. I, you know, and so I love that. Yeah. And so it, it's cool. Just everybody I, I work with here. Yeah. I've heard the stories, but that's not who they are to me, you know? Right. <laughs> that's a, that's really awesome. And I think, like you said, for those of you listening, if you are in the program or you're still struggling in addiction yeah. or, you know, you're in the middle of this journey, that's a great way to look at it. That old self is gone. Yeah. Um, and it's important to remember too, everybody, everybody has their things. Everybody has their problems and their issues. Yeah. Um, that's why we need a savior. You know, just, just because I haven't been addicted to drugs doesn't mean that I don't have things that I deal with, that sure. I struggle with. And, yeah. um, and so it's, it's a lot easier to relate than I think maybe some people would think. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Very, very well put. So, you know, you come in a year ago and right after you come in, the organization celebrates nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're getting your feet under you, like you said, and going through all the events and getting to see what this team does and also putting your stamp on the team. Um, what is all that like, you know, getting a year under your belt leading into a 10 year celebration yeah. of this organization? It's kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Um, I, it's it's good. I, I feel like I have a, a you know firmer footing on now having experienced the major events that are kind of annual. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's it, it again. It, it has all of that 
weight on it. Sure. Um, just the importance of it. And so, uh, you know, another landslide, it's, it's not uh, pressure. It's purpose. Yes. <laughs> that's what I, that's how I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. It's not pressure. It's purpose. That's right. I like that. <laughs> and I'm, you know, one of the things that I've come to learn in, uh, working at a nonprofit, you know, that specializes in sober livings and, mm-hmm. you know, on the media side is it's really easy for us to get caught up in our work, you know, and just being happy with, Oh, this looks really cool. And that video is really crisp. Um, you know, anything like that, you know, that this website is so sleek Yeah, and we get so wrapped up in ourselves and the work we did there that it's easy to forget about what we're doing it for. Yeah. Um, the best social media post in the world, I can think it looks so cool. Uh, you know, any video that you or Robert or anybody might do, it can look so rad to us, but if it's not putting people in the houses and helping us save more lives, then absolutely. Then we're not doing our job. Absolutely. And that's something that I've, you know, I have to remind myself all the time. It's so easy, you know, to get on a roll Mm -hmm. uh, with work and you show this to somebody and you're like, you know, show your work to whether it's somebody on the team or another team. And you're like, isn't that cool though? Like if I click this button, then it, you know, (laughs) anything like that. Um, but really at the end of the day, we're just here to help produce radical life change. Yep. We, we tell stories in radical ways. It's one of our, uh, one of our tenants. (laughs) Yes. Keystone behavior. Keystone behavior. Yes. That's right. Yeah. There's a bunch more of those. We'll save that for the part two. Uh, portion of this episode. Yes. So before we wrap up today, I just, you know, what would you say to somebody who's still out there struggling having, you know, you know, yourself been mm-hmm. in this organization now for the last year? If you're if someone who's struggling, ask for help. Yeah. Don't, don't ever feel like there's anything that you've done or any addiction that you're in that, people just are, are, are not going to be there for you. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you at this point, people that are in this ministry have seen and heard it all. And so yeah. ask for help. Don't feel like you're alone. Don't, don't be alone. Cause you don't have to be right. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we can't help if we don't know. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things I know it's really hard. You know, I know firsthand it's really hard when you're struggling in addiction mm-hmm. to ask for help because sometimes, you know, I, I know for myself, it was like, if I ask for help then I have to stop, Yeah. <laughs> then it's real. <laughs> then it's, yeah. it's out in the world. I'm going to have to follow through with this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I've said on here before, you know, in our addiction, we're willing to give up everything Mm -hmm. all for one thing, substance. Um, Now in this new life, we give up that one thing and we get everything back. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are struggling, like Chris said, please just ask for help. Yeah. Give people the chance to help you. Yes. And Amanda said something really cool last week because I've always been a believer that, well, if someone's not ready, then they're not ready. Um, and that is true to an extent, but Amanda said something really cool that I love that yeah, is, I heard that. Yeah. That's like, well, they might not be ready, but there's ways to get them ready. Yeah. And <laughs> you're never really going to be ready in, in certain, exactly. in a certain extent. You know, are we ever really ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, cause I think, you know, this is something that I learned early on is that there's no finish line to this thing. Mm-hmm. There's never going to be a day where you can wake up and say, well, I did it. Right. You know, I, 
I killed sobriety. Like you, you, you know. do it every day. You you cross a finish line. I yes. think at the end of every day. Yeah. Yes. And that's you know, hence one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to tell my stepmother before. You know, she's like, "Well, I just don't think you're ever going to have a drink again." And I always say, "Well, I I, I don't think I'll drink today. Um, yeah. Let's get through this one yeah, first. That's all you can do, man. <laughs> let's see how tomorrow goes." She's like, "Are you trying to help me with that stuff?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Absolutely. Well, some of them just don't know any better, but yeah, it's good to. It's like, please don't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, man, I'm so happy you got to come on here today. Chris is my boss, but he's also just one of my closest friends. We, uh, we've, we nerd out quite a bit. We've got a lot of similar likes when it That's comes right. to Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Any Star kinda, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Star Wars thing, I've, I've told this story a few times. Like, so when Chris started, you know, we only got to work together for a few days before getting sent back home because of the weather. And then after that, uh, I remember being home one weekend and getting a text from you and it was like, Hey, have you watched that new show Boba Fett? Mm-hmm. And we had never really talked. I mean, you know, a few highs at work. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And that was like, <laughs> that was our getting to know you process. In hindsight, that show Probably wasn't worth a text, so <laughs> it wasn't that great. But even still, it gave us something to converse about. That's right. Oh man! Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. Absolutely, I love listening to this every week. So it's it's cool to Heck to yeah. be a part of it this week. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to have a, have you back one of these days. If this is your first time listening to the Hope Dealers podcast, please be sure to subscribe, like, share this with those who need to hear it, and we will see you again next time. This is the Hope Dealers podcast. Let me feel alive Nothing to hold me back Take my time, just enjoy the ride Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hope Dealers Podcast. If you or someone you know needs to get in touch with Hope is Alive, or maybe you just want some more information, please visit hopeisalive.net or call 1-844-3-HOPE-NOW. That's 1-844-3-HOPE-NOW. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel so alive.